Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. Jessica here, and today I am with Dr. Shari Krishna at Kerali Ayurvedic Center in Patna, Bihar. And I wanted to talk to Dr. Shari today because she's very knowledgeable in Ayurveda. I'm going to talk a bit about the origins of Ayurveda and how Dr. Shari practices here, what are some of the common things that you might not know about Ayurveda. Uh, we'll learn about Dr. Shadi as well. So we were just discussing here about, I asked, you know, Dr. Shadi, what does Shadi mean? And you were just telling me some yeah. really interesting... Hi, Jessica. Yeah. So I was telling, like, meaning of my name. Yes, Shadi. Like, so, the, like, long back when I joined this BAMS, Bachelor of Biomedics Surgery and Medicine, so I, when I was a first-year student, we had a Sanskrit, sir. We had to study the subject of Sanskrit. He told me the meaning of my name is like uh, my name belongs to one wife of one god who is love of <laughs> love of god and his wife name was Shari. So like I am thankful, I am happy to hear yes. that. <laughs> and uh, one more meaning it shows in Kerala, it's like a bird. You are from Kerala. Yeah, I'm from Kerala. And which part of Kerala are you from? I'm basically from Castor Road, mm-hmm. end part, uh, like it comes to the north part of uh, Kerala mm-hmm. and next to that comes Karnataka and I'm married to, and my mother's basic town is Alapi, Alapi. and I'm married to Trivandrum. Okay, so you have connections all over the states, all over the states. three different parts. <laughs> yes, yes. And you came to North India how long back? I, I worked before in Delhi too, okay. one of the center for a year. Then, uh, like, then I'm here again in Patna, so yes. I'm used to traveling like uh, many places. Then I have worked in abroad also, Singapore, one okay. of the center for okay. a year. Then I got married, so after marriage, I have been to Patna through Kaili Ayurvedic Center. And you have children also? No, I uh, it's almost only six months, mm-hmm. so we are looking. Yes. <laughs> you just got married six months. Six back. months back. Okay. So how do you find Patna? Being from South India, which mm-hmm. is and for anyone that's listening that might not know, it's very mm-hmm. different, different from where we are. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a different country, entirely different country. Language is different, food is different, culture is different. So how do you feel coming from a very different place and living here in Patna? Patna, I, one thing I had, adapt very soon, comfortable to any place, no issues. And uh, maybe because I learned my studies, I did from Karnataka yes. and one of the college, Munial Institute of Ayurveda Medical Science, Udupi, near to Manipal, where we had an exposure of mixed communities, like from different part of India. Students are mixed. So we were, in the beginning, we used to sit with North Indians, South Indians, Tamilians. So that maybe gave me a chance to adapt anywhere part of the India. So yes. I didn't feel any difficulty. And one more thing, regarding Bihar, people have a, have a, another outlook that it, it belongs very interior place, nothing. It, Patna is one of the best city. It's a good city. I feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And since six months, I'm very happy. No issues. That's <laughs> and, wonderful to hear. Yes. I feel that Bihar has an unfair 
stereotype. Yeah, yes, yes. Even uh, when I was to join here, my family members asked, any part of the world you can go, why Bihar? <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh. no, nothing like that. When I came to Patna, it's a normal city where everybody yes. can find. People live normally, nothing different, no issues. So it's nothing like it's for regarding safety. I go alone, I come alone. There's no issues in my ass. And you also speak very nice Hindi, which <laughs> is a very unique thing for someone from Kerala. Um, That's maybe uh, that credit goes to my friends. Yeah. I have been staying since six years of my studies with internships, and all the gangs are from North Indians. They, uh, they started speaking. Being you also, you also speak Hindi. Yes. So, um, tell me a bit about how did you find, how did you know originally that you wanted to go into Ayurvedic medicine? How did you get interested in Ayurvedic medicine? From my school studies, I can tell you, from the plus two where we start thinking about our career, parents and all, I had a basic interest to go to a medicine, hmm. medical field. Mm-hmm. Basically, when it comes to medical field, we prefer MBBS. Right. That is it. So, my parents were opting and uh, going for all the entrance and everything. And regardingly, I got my number get, uh, coming in uh, IV section. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we had a discussion. IV is not bad. A lot of universities are there. It's coming up front. Many hospitals, mm-hmm. careers yes. and all. And we had to study a lot. I opted it and yeah, I opted it with whole my mind after knowing the uh, what is BAMS and what is I mean, it was interesting and one more thing when I joined the first class I came to know to study I you should have a blessing from God it's like that so I'm thankful for that <laughs> they tell when we'll come we'll come to the origin of Ayurveda they have come to know about yes blessing of God and you of course had blessing from your parents parents yes yes of course and their support with their support, I have reached this place, yes. And interest from within. Yes. So that's a very good combination. <laughs> Many people do things because they are thinking, what are other people going to think? Or this is makes a lot of money. Or my parents want me to do this. Or this is what society expects. But I find that I'm very happy to see that you have a genuine interest. I in, had an interest in a medical yeah. field that I want to be a doctor. Either, but uh, being a plus two student, I didn't have much idea before. I just want to know that I want to become a doctor. So yes. whether it is an MBBS or it's Ayurveda or dentist, whatever it is. But when we were into that, when I thought I have a choice to take a BAMS professional degree, I went into that. We talked about someone who is regarding knowledgeable, and I found this interesting. Fine. <laughs> so and some of course there was opposing from my relatives. It will why to opt for everything right. go for one more year of sure. coaching, go for MBBS is more, career is more positive, you will be strong enough, society accepts MBBS more, other part sure. of allopathy. But sure. I had a choice that when I'm able to study this and go with this. Right. So I went this. I love this field. Maybe because of that I didn't stop being practicing in Kerala only. Yes. Uh, like my husband is also I'm thankful to him. He, yes. He gave me permission to move around. Sure. That is it. After my parents, I really own him. Own him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wonderful you have a supportive husband yes. who believes in you and wants to support your career and trusts you. To he may may also have some concerns. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, daddy, hey, yeah. why are you? You know, my wife is going to be hard. But has he been to visit you here or no? He's he'll come here. He'll okay. Come here. On the next visit, okay. 
तो उनको भी था कि बस उन्होंने ये पूछा तुम्हें जहाँ काम करने कर लो कोई बात नहीं है बिकॉज इट्स आई ऑनसाइडली बट बी केयरफुल बी सेफ उनका इतना ही कंसर्न था तो वंस आई केम ही आई टोल्ड लिम आई एम सेफ नथिंग टू वरी इज ओके For some people who may be listening, and for myself also, I would love to hear about the origins of Ayurveda, mm-hmm. some of just the basic concepts. You know, I think many people, you know, would assume it's associated with yoga, it's associated mm-hmm. with meditation. That may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. So, if you can tell us a bit. To my knowledge and my experience, mm-hmm. I'll tell you Ayurveda. There is this big sloka. Uh, we mm. tell there are lot of acharyas who mm. has propagated Ayurveda through scripts. and through writings and through words yes. so one of the acharya we tell according to the modern concept vagbata acharya vagbata we call him mm-hmm. his verses and his texts were easy to read in sanskrit comparative other acharyas mm-hmm. and from his book what we learned is i can tell you two lines of that brahma smritva aisho vedam prajapati majigraha ashinautu sahasraksham ट्रांसलेट डिग्री So this is a simple way of origin, and later, if you go into deeper, there is a lot of shloka. So this is a basic origin. So it's still and Dhanvantri. Uh, there was a month, and there was a fight between uh, goddess and uh, devils, and uh, that uh, we we all know that story. Lord Vishnu had the snake, Ananda snake. There was pulled one part; it was tail, and one part the head. Tail was caught by devas, and uh, head was caught by the demons. And we had a mantra that hill, mm. and we were uh, pulling each other. That's it. <laughs> Then the Lord Devendra came from that sea, and he bought the Ayurveda, one of the Amritam. In his hand, he had one Amritam mm-hmm. and Ayurveda, and the Jaloka, one of the Rich Tarani, mm. and one Chakra. I see. So we tell Devendra is the origin of Ayurveda, God of Ayurveda, who is the incarnation of Lord Shiva, Brahma, and Vishnu. Three. So this is a basic origin of Ayurveda. So it's associated with some of even the origins of Indian culture, yeah. the origins of Hindu civilization. Yes, it can be related to civilization, Hindu civilization. Yes. Uh, but uh, nothing I can tell that it's a Hindu religion. We cannot relate it to a religion, mm-hmm. but it is a concept in a Puranas mm-hmm. where it was mm-hmm. as a stories and mm-hmm. the Vedics. It is being written that Ayurveda has been originated in this way, hmm. and that is a one concept, and that is Dhanvantri concept. Hmm. Another one, the Bhagavata, what I told you, hmm. is from Brahma, Brahma Deva. Hmm. It was being told to Prajapati, Prajapati propagated to the Ashwini doctors, who is called the doctors, and then from the Gurukula system, it went on like hmm. that. So, different Acharya has a different hmm. 
So how do you feel the difference between ancient Ayurveda and the way that Ayurveda is practiced in modern times? Wow. Ancient Ayurveda, I, I was, I'm very wonder, wonder to know this, that we didn't have any cell or stick or we didn't have any microscope to detect the right. cell and everything. But the Siddhanta, the modern aspect of cell has yes. been described before 5000 BC in Atharva Veda, that cell is the basic origin of life. Then how it was uh, discovered, how they could yes. know, we don't know. And maybe uh, we can believe as the story is they had a third eye. So that is wonderful, one thing we nobody can explain yeah. about that. And uh, difference in the practice, I think the right now the practice, frankly I tell you, it has been uh, like I kept a boundary. There is mm -hmm. no, there are a lot of scope to for researchers, but I don't know, many things have been uh, around Ayurveda that it is, it cannot be, it cannot be used for an emergency purpose, mm -hmm. it cannot mm -hmm. be go for, so they have kept in a boundary that Ayurveda is limited to a small size and certain things. Sure, but preventative and yeah. minor things. Minor things, sure. but I think Asian practice were very really strong. Mm -hmm. Because surgery was found by Shushuta, mm -hmm. who is a father of, like, known in one of the Acharya of Ayurveda, he is not a father of surgery. Mm -hmm. And he is being worshipped in other medicine of sisters. Yes. So that way we cannot tell that uh, Ayurveda didn't have any practice. But now, there are a lot of many, I don't know what happened, the system has got to commercial purpose, mm -hmm. or in the business way, mm -hmm. there is a lot of blockages for progression. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. somebody is working on that, some mm -hmm. people are working on it, good, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in one sense, you're also working yes, in this yes. sense because the more that people become aware yeah. of Ayurvedic treatments, the more that people become confident in Ayurvedic treatments, yes. the more that people will realize that what is working for them and what is not working for them and what the way that they can they can put their trust in some of these less invasive hmm. and in more a, natural In treatments. a simple way, I read the works that we Tridosha Siddhanta. Tridosha. And yes. Pancha Mahabhuta. Yes, so and, please tell us about this. This yeah. is some of the, uh, I wanted to ask you anyway about this, what are some of the core tenets of Ayurveda? So if you can tell us about Tridosha, some of the basic concepts. Concepts. Yeah. Right. Uh, basically, Ayurveda works on Tridosha yes. and Panchamahabhuta. And uh, Tridosha means Vata Pitta Kapha. I yes. think every one of, uh, in 100, uh, one person, people, at least 10% of people knows what is Vata yes. Pitta Kapha. Yes, and even abroad, many yeah. people know. This is becoming more popular. This is becoming more well-known. Yes. And then Panchamahabhuta, Vayu, Chala, Agni, Prithvi, Akash. Yes. So, yeah. So they tell every single body is made with Tridosha and Panchamahabhuta. Yes. And how we can relate to it is Panchamahabhuta, we can relate it to our external, even the hair, skin, eyes, organs and the liquids, everything. Vata Pitta Kapha, we can prescribe according to the characteristics in the mm -hmm. body. And even Ayurveda tells daily regimen, seasonal regimen, food yes. habits, exercise, yoga. And of course, one more thing you told me in the beginning whether the yoga meditation is associated with the yes. Ayurveda. Nowadays, yes, they have been associated, but they have been described in Ayurveda. One of the other part of the Ayurveda is a vast subject. Very vast. Very vast mm. and very deep. Lot of uh, people, lot of Acharya, we call them Acharya, yes. propaganda. Yes. They have written their own experience and their own scripts. And from them, many of them has commented on this. So for one, some, we call it as a Samhita, a group of uh, specific knowledges. So, 
it's a very vast we cannot tell which is exactly this and that so mm. in the concepts i made the works on the dosha siddhanta of a body and panchamahabhuta siddhanta in the fourth balance this they have prescribed how to follow a diet in a day what are things you should do in a day what you should not do on a daily purpose seasonal purpose yes. and your food regimen type of body but with mm-hmm. everything yes so this is how we do it so for example let's take mm-hmm. the, i'll take myself as an example i believe i am categorized as kapha pitta mm-hmm. and so that would mean that i have like from what i understand like slow digestion mm-hmm. and i'm absorbed fat very easily body <laughs> external appearance also we can make you out. can make up yeah would you would you think that about kapha because you are eyes are eye, your conjunctive eyes are very clear i see uh, uh, so nothing like somebody will have a lowish always it's I not see. a disease it's a pitta prakriti i see and you have a clear skin so pitta is a good enough your hair is thick and oily scalp you have uh, or is it a dry one a bit dry bit but dry. this season is fine and then the way uh, like uh, you speak and everything some people will explain any faster than right. shorts they are very water uh, water predominant i see activities your mood changes your digestion concerns your external body and of course everything we cannot assess because these doshas doesn't stay in sama dosha mm-hmm. our lifestyle and food counts So this goes to Virudha. It goes up and down. Skin mm. problems, others, right. obesity, right. Uh, early graying of your hair. Yes. Even if you're 28, you seems to be 35. I see. <laughs> so this all comes with our daily mm. routine. So mm. that in that case, we have to take the pulse reading. There we count on the specific pulse reading. We count whether vata dosha, vata pitta kapha has been elevated, uh, increased or decreased. What is your avastha? What is your condition of body presently? this we take a history of patients mm-hmm. this we need to balance with mm-hmm. medicine and purificatory procedures this is the way we do this so what would the basic advice be for someone that has kapha pitta in mm-hmm. in food habits what to avoid certain things like that kapha predominant people like basically is predominant ha huh. i say so dwanda dwanda like dwandaja uh, we always we call it as like for prakriti nobody is a single prakriti right. nobody is tridosha prakriti one who is balanced tridosha that is called sattvika so those are munis and uh, they have that uh, yeah. prakriti hum log ki tarah se normally we are always dwandaja yeah. both in the three two will be predominant and in the two one will be recessive one will be dominant ऋषिस someone has detached from all the dharma arta kama moksha they have they have reached to that state from yes. they have detached in the like a, uh, what is the last stage of life right brahma avastha they go yes. to that they have that tridosha balanced i see so like us a normal people everybody they have a two doshas i see in a dominancy with the other and mm. in the among the two one will be recessive one will be dominant that will show you in digestion they show you in external appearance or and it will alter based on your food i see 
and your sleep and the way you act a whole day, everything. It's all connected. It's not just your food. It's your emotional yes. reactions and interactions. It's your sleep. It's your uh, work environment. Yes. It's the seasons. I see. Yeah, it's yeah. all connected. Mm. In Ashtanga Hridaya, one of the book mm. in mm-hmm. Samhita, in the third chapter, Sutra Stana Deha, he had mentioned a daily routine. Hmm. When to get up, how to brush, hmm. how to take bath, how to oil, to put uh, hmm. like kajal to your eyes hmm. and uh, etc. Till your food, your sleep has mentioned the basic. Hmm. If you do, if you don't do, what are the things you are going to face. That's a really good text, a good hmm. paragraph. Those who know, those who are interested, you can go through that hmm. chapter. Ashtanga Ashtanga Hridaya. Sutrasana, third chapter. Now the modern people like require what is suiting me, what I should eat, how I should follow to keep me young, alive and disease free. So for you, Kapha Pritha, Kapha predominant people will always have a tendency to eat sweet. It's a common factor. They like having sweet. (laughs) And you know, something excess in sweet can relate, can cause other problems. Yes. Finally, but those who can balance with that, fine. You eat sweet and if you work out, you do, you take a quantity of sweet to according mm-hmm. to your daily requirement, fine, it's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. But it, it matters what kind of sweet you take, I say. That is also there. So, kapha people, actually they should have a sore type of food, astrogen type of food, mm-hmm. a more, like for example, they can go for bitter gut. Bitter gut. Yes. No, that that way. And the pitta, you are pitta also. Yes. So when it comes to pitta, you cannot go for too much spicy things. Mm. If you take a too spicy, too much of salt, too much of red chili, it can be seen in your skin mm. or it can relate to your GIT problems. So then there is a question, then what I eat? Reduce the amount of it and less intake of that and go for uh, example for your loki kasachi. That will yes. balance. And he will balance pitta and kapha. Instead of going for the oil, sarsonga tail and coconut oil or something, for you the ghee preparation, ghee prepared food will help you a lot. I see. This way you can keep balance. I and I, I tell you, it's not easy in this modern world to go for according to preparation. Sure. But some modifications will help you being, getting into some disease. So prevention is better than cure. That way, that way we can advise. These foods are good for you. These mm. foods you can avoid. Yes. One of the things that I think most people in India already know mm. instinctively, but I want to say again mm. for anyone else who's listening, is that Ayurvedic is requirement is vegetarian diet. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. Mm. Is that correct? Correct. But um, it's, they have not limited to vegetarian. I see. You can take non-vegetarian I see. in the form, preparation of cooking. And they, in Ayurveda, is nothing like that. When it comes to food, they have mentioned even the which which is which is the best non-vegetarian food. Oh, really? For every there is a even in that, that same book, Ashtangaradeya, Shakadanya Varga, one of the chapter. I think it's almost in the Sutrasthana. They have mentioned about Shimbidanya Varga, Shukadanya Varga. Shimbidanya means grain, all the grains. Even about the water, different kind of waters, different kind of meats, different kind of vegetables, fruits, everything has been explained. So when you come to vegetarian, they have told, you can go for mutton, but in some cases we cannot take chicken, you can have, but least they have preferred beef, pork. Big meals. Right, those that are not not suggested. Yeah. Suggested. So it's nothing like uh, it's only vegetarian. No, 
That's new information for me. I thought that Ayurvedic was always given uh, in vegetarian recommendations. So that's something new I did not realize. There is a specific. Mm -hmm. They have mentioned about all the things in Mm -hmm. the entire world, Mm -hmm. which is the best, which is not. And what is the quality of the meat and when it has to be taken according to season wise. Very important. That is. (laughs) Very important. Yes. If you talk about a single topic on that, it's very vast. (laughs) One thing that was just talking about my personal experience that I, Mm. uh, when I first came to India, I uh, was, you know, starting to eat more Indian food and vegetarian diet. And I, and I cut out the dairy products and I had some struggles Mm -hmm. because I think that it's balanced. Mm. The Indian diet, diet, and especially the way most people eat, Ayurveda is kind of instinctively part of the Indian lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So people know that. And I was... And not taking dahi, yogurt, curd, I was not taking milk, I was not taking many of these things, but I was having spicy food, mm-hmm. I was having, uh, you know, grains and rice, and it was uh, difficult for me. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in the balance of how the Indian diet that's influenced by Ayurveda yeah. has been carried and passed down through the generations. Yeah, because in, uh, yeah. in Ayurveda, they have, in one phrase they have mentioned, about the balancing of food, starting with the sweet and ending with the sour things. Mm. So in order to balance kapha, pitta and vata. Mm-hmm. So that's why we start with sweet or somebody start with the sour thing, curd. Either of the one in different uh, part of the world, uh, in India, different yes. part of the Indian is in a different way. Sure. When we come to, for example, when we come to Tamil dish, they start with, yeah, yeah. They, used to, yeah. They, say, they start with the same yeah. Sweet, yes. Then you have rice, um, curries, and all the things. Yes. And then we end with the curds. Curd. So that way, yes. kapha, va, pitta, and vata. Yes. Three things have been balanced. Yes. We had one guest staying with us, mm. and this is exactly what he requested. He's he was from uh, Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu. And yeah. so he requested. And then at the very end, he was requesting mm. papita, papaya. papaya. Yeah. After thirty Fruits. minutes after the curd, he mm. would have. <laughs> every every time. So that's so, yeah. uh, right. In an Indian yeah. uh, diet, maybe the early uh, ancient our yeah. grandparents they had a knowledge. They one of the they were attached to all these Ayurvedic practices yes. in one or the other way. Yes. So they knew how to eat and how to be served and what are the things to be prepared. Mm. <laughs> Tell me one thing I'm wanting to know mm. that that's very curious to me and something we don't talk about at all in my country mm-hmm. in the US is the hot versus cold hot. people say oh this is a hot veggie this is a hot spice this is a and this is a cold you know cold. like you know banana is cold papaya is hot mango is hot all of these things this is completely this was completely foreign to me mm-hmm. and so can you explain a little bit about you know uh, is it only having to do with the digestion is it having to do with everything and how uh, does this it has to work? do with everything see when it's come to the body it yes. goes with Apart from that, we tell, so there is one shloka, samadosha, samakni, samadatu, malakriya. So samadosha, you understood. Yes. So, dosha, yes. that dosha, dosha means what of it. And samadhatu, dhatu when it comes to rasa, rasadhatu to shukradhatu. Rasa means our digestive yes. fire. Yeah, rasa, rakta, rasa. mamsa, rakta means blood, mamsa means muscles. Meda comes to bone marrow. Majja, again to the, um, meda, sorry, meda comes to the fat. 
Majja comes to the bone marrow, Shukra comes to the segment part. So, the nourishment starts from the rus, it reaches to the Shukra, which is, uh, which is related to semen, either in the ovum region or in the semen region. So, it's like a part of origination, food. Yes. And food has a basic impact on all these dhatus. And Agni, another Agni, Agni, Agni is a fire. fire. Mm-hmm. So, so, you were asking how this, uh, like for example, Papita, you told, for every, every kind of fruit and vegetables and food, typical small, small things, yes. they have their own Rasa Vipaka. That's one subject in Ayurveda, Rasa Vipaka. Yes. Rasa Gunya Virya Vipaka. Rasa mm-hmm. means the taste of that fruit. Guna means the quality, quality of the food. Virya means the potency, hot or cold. That is, the Virya especially decides that fruit or the vegetables or the grain or water or whatever it is, whether it is hot or cold. I see. So this is where the theory explains specifically every fruit, everything, every eatables has been. Not only eatables, other non-eatable things also mm-hmm. be described with this Panchasiddhana, Rasa, Guna, Viri, Vipaka. So this is how we mentioned. Mm, for example, if I can tell you regarding papaya itself, if you want to know, rasa of that is it starts with madura, it starts with little pungent mm-hmm. and ends with madura. Madura rasa after chewing. Yes. When it is in a right state. Yes. And then guna. Guna is like what is the quality of it. Yes. It helps in digestion. It is fibrous. It's uh, like motion, it, uh, it yes. helps in motion, yes. uh, bubbles, uh, motion. bubble motions and of course it is a Brahmanaji, so like somebody want to get uh, good enough of nathas and want to improve their skin, luster and everything. It's rich in vitamin A and all the things. And virya, it is uh, like Pitta Pradana fruit because it, it uh, get digested very easily. I see. It has that chemical compound which is a hot importance. So, in according to modern people, we can, how we can explain them is that every fruit and every have a chemical, basic chemical components, acetonin or serotonin. These are the extract of every food. That shows the typical element whether it is a uh, hot in potency or cold in potency, which decides the digestion. Yes. This is always the simple way of explaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, and uh, another thing is curd. Yes. It's acidic. Yes. Basically, it is acidic. By eating, we feel it's soothing and everything, but actually, it is acidic, mm-hmm. and it is more to pitta. I see. So we call this dahi. Again, I am saying that dahi is a hot type, but dahi garam. Dahi garam. So each is This is how rasa guna virya vipaka. We have to know each and everything mm-hmm. of a single. Same applies on the drug. When it comes to medicine, like uh, I'll tell you one one of the medicine. Chanaprash, it's a common mm, medicine known to him. Yes. And it has lot of contents, lot of medicines. It, they have combination in every, each drug has its own rasaguna vipaka. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to know every drug singly. So this is how they have mm-hmm. mentioned and I don't know how the brain they had ancient people to classify the drugs mm-hmm. into every group, how they had a sense of taste to know what is hot, what is cold. We know the knowledge, I am here yes. to able to speak because I have learned from the book which has been provided and till my this six years and almost seven years of experience what I have seen. Mm. It's more to learn, more to do, mm. <laughs> nothing ended. Mm. So is there anything else you want to share the basics of Ayurveda or do you feel it's mostly been covered? Now, this is a basic concept people ask, yeah. uh, apart from this, 
everybody knows the ayurveda says there is a regimen for body you have mm. to get up at 3 pm you have to uh, daily uh, put oil and take bath mm. head to toe basically in oiling of body i'll tell you head ears and feet has to be covered has to be covered this is a three part where mm. we feel that oiling has to be done take a bath wash like take a head bath daily have a food in the proper time mm. and have food according to season Uh, example fruits take seasonal fruits is good rather than going for other fruits very right. late so these are the common things where we can explain apart from this aim of ayurveda is to keep a healthy person healthy and who are unhealthy bring back them to healthy it's nothing like when you are uh, you have a disease then only you have to opt for ayurveda nothing you can prevent you can uh, take examples like take a follow the regimen and diet of ayurveda you will be healthy enough mm. and age related of course we cannot prevent but how we can will be better compared to the others very nice thank you for that <laughs> so so if you could tell most people hmm there's a few things that they should change about the way that they're living their lifestyle what would you what advice would you give uh i'll advise for myself first <laughs> <laughs> I like if I want to change something, okay. I have to change myself. <laughs> so well, like for I read the first thing as a person, uh-huh. I have to change my wake up time to oh, my body. I am a kapha pradana person. Basically, I am a kapha pitta, where I have I must not take a food which is that's why right. I get the skin problem, and of course I have little bit, and my motions are very heavy. So my basic thing, I should get up between five to six. and i don't <laughs> frankly <laughs> i don't <laughs> and now because yaar thand bahut hai bahut hai yaar isliye thoda bahut lagta hai it's cold here mm-hmm. so that's difficult that's difficult and mm-hmm. for my prakriti first thing is that from the you know a day i can tell a daily routine mm-hmm. day a day beginner what as a kapha pitta prakriti person what i should do is i should get up between 5 to 6 am and after that i should drink hot water mm-hmm. one glass of hot water mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I can go for a plain or a cinnamon hot water since mm-hmm. I am a kapha prakriti, mm-hmm. and for the pitta predominant. Now I am kapha and pitta. I see. Yeah? And somebody will be pitta and kapha. I see. For the pitta and kapha, they they are not supposed to take lemon water with the lemon with hot water in the morning, which is something that people people do that to everyone. Everyone is not necessarily not necessary. Who is pitta predominant mm-hmm. and kapha dissociative prakriti? They can go for jeera water. I see. Or even plain hot water, yes. lukewarm water mm-hmm. will help them. Mm-hmm. Hindle the digestion. Mm-hmm. But for me, cinnamon water will help me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I should at least drink two glasses of water in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then I should go for exercise in same kapha prakriti at least forty minutes because my strength is good enough compared to the other prakritis. Sure. Kapha people are more strengthers, mm-hmm. but they gain the weight excessive than compared to other prakritis. I see. So I must. It's a compulsory for me that I should go for forty-five minutes of exercise. Mm-hmm. Either it's a walking, jumping, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. yoga, mm-hmm. and meditation. Yes, meditation is. And in the yoga, for me, so the best is Paschimottasana, Sarvangasana. Mm-hmm. This prefers because mm-hmm. for kapha, kapha prakriti people tendency to get lot of diseases, obesity-related problems, liver mm-hmm. problems. Then, then motion, regulate the motion. Yes. Then have food which is not too oily, yes. and uh, not a dairy products in the morning. No dairy. In the no, morning. no, no dairy yes. products. I can go for idli dosa, mushu, mm. in a limited. And my 
way of food should be like six times a day in the small bowls. I see. Small then meals, small meals. And then uh, I must take uh, my din- uh, like lunch between one to two. I see. One to two. Then before seven to seven thirty, I must have so my early dinner. Din- early, early dinner also. Early dinner. Mm. And two glass, of, uh, one glass of hot water mm. before one hour of bed. I then I must sleep by nine to nine thirty. Mm. This is the way. And it's a general way for everybody. Yes. But for water people, it will be more, more early. I see. To Prakriti, as the person, to ye karna, ye khana, ye That's very nice to hear. But so is there any, there's not anything that you would say most people are doing hmm. that they should not be doing? Yes, yes, this is a way. They don't know. They don't Actually, know. we don't know what uh, our body requires. So, First, we get a lot of uh, like now internet and those things yeah. progress so much. People uh, like they enter, they look into that, they know that basics are this, but not necessarily they have been the proper direction. I see what they take. So it's it's per person. It is different. Their food, the way they they have to eat, yes. the way they have to wear, the, whatever it is, sure. a simple small things to big things. It's mm-hmm. very different. So in Indian culture, these are many things that. I think people know instinctively mm-hmm. what sometimes you know we don't do, or we know you know we know we should be drinking water, we know yeah. we should be waking early, we know that we should not be taking our food after nine p.m. ten yeah. p.m. But many people, in fact, the majority of people do this, right? Yes. So for Western culture, is do you have any recommendation in general, or is it again only dependent just on the person, or do you have any? Like general recommendations uh, of uh, Ayurvedic can benefit I people think. abroad. Nature is one of the like miracles because yes. see, uh, the people born in typical place, the nature has adapted their skin to skin and mm-hmm. their digestion to that place. And that's why we have difference between us, the Western, abroad people, European peoples. They are adapted to their own typical places. Yes. So uh, they have been given the immunity from the nature itself. And from there, it's diff- we cannot compare that our food style should be Ayurveda doesn't say this should be the person. They have mentioned it's according to the seas, uh, the place and the body mm. and according to water. It has been uh, like independently told. It's nothing to relate with that. They have to, every person has to follow the same uh, propaganda. No, mm. nothing. So for the Western people, what we can say, not only Western, every part of the world, yes. we can say it's 100% comes to food and the oxygen we take and the water we drink and the time we sleep. Mm. How we use and one more thing, brain, our nose, our respiration, the eyes, hands, legs and our food, stomach, how we make use of it, mm. this is what we are. Wow. This is what we are, nothing else. <laughs> so it's for every mm. part, entire world, every part of the world, every part, every for everyone, the simple thing is what mm. We are, when we look into the mirror, it's like our food, our sleep, our breathing, our water, what we mm-hmm. think, everything, it's mm-hmm. only us. Mm-hmm. So it's a basic thing we should know, what is right to us, what is wrong to us. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's finally up to us how we are to maintain ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite of our work, our family, our job, our emotional problems, stress, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing like... Uh, we have went wrong, we cannot come back. No, we can come back. In Ayurveda, some uh, basic medicine is food. 
Yes. That is food is the main medicine. Mm -hmm. Then comes the rest. Yes. So totally, this is what I have to tell you. Yes. Yes. So this is very, I think, it's very profound, but simple. Very simple. <laughs> but common sense is not so common for everyone. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, hearing these things, we know these things, but we don't do it. Do it. That's so this is why it's wonderful to have people like you who are, are studying these things, who are promoting these things, and having healthy lifestyle of... Um, not being too dependent on invasive surgery or pharmaceutical drugs okay. and that there are many things that we can do to not only to prevent but to treat ourselves and and also to bring ourselves in balance in many yeah. ways. Yeah, in other general words what I can tell, I told you like what we eat yes. and uh, what we think and what we take an oxygen. Some people say, so doctor how will you take a good oxygen? Then mm. that come to the society. Yes. You ha all have to think like yes. why we don't get a good good air or a fresh yes. air, why it is polluted. So right. if everybody thinks, we can bring a greenery back. And yes. some part of the world they have tried and they are successful. Correct. But some place like in Bhutan, it's like carbon dioxide free area. Yeah. Why? Yes. Because the government has maintained their uh, yes. their nature and their place as it is. Yes. So it's like it's upon the purpose. For a person if desires to change, they can change. It should be like, it's like a change. Yes. It's not like we can change 10 people. No, we ourselves have to change them. We can Very change sure. others. So, actually, I can tell Ayurveda has described every, everything of the world in a very concise manner. In two lines of sloka, but there are 100 meanings. Yes. If I read a sloka for 10 times, I'll get a 10 meanings. Mm. So, it's like, mm -hmm. it's more vast. And for me, 7 years or 6 years, I am... In like in a Ayurvedic department, I can say I'm a very small kid. I have many things <laughs> to go, many things to learn, many things to study, many more to see. So it's nothing to my experience and my knowledge. I have shared mm. all the things what I know. Well, thank you for sharing so many very helpful and uh, profound and insightful things <laughs> with me. And I am very thankful to have you here in the city and getting to know you has been a delight. I love getting to see you whenever I come here. Thank you and for the work uh, you're doing. One thing I wanted yes. to tell, yes. I wanted to share is, like I'm very, very thankful to my parents yes. who had, uh, like gave me this uh, opportunity for this education. Like uh, they helped me in a financial way and a supportive way. And my parents are very free to go me all around the world. I, mm -hmm. I have been working in Kerala, Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, North India, Delhi part. So I'm very thankful to them. And next, I'm very, very, as a married woman, I'm very much thankful to my husband. Yes. And he is like wonderful for me. For, for this part of era, it's very difficult to find from our place. Husband yes. supporting to travel, yes. stay you somewhere. Yes. And he's really, really helpful for me. <laughs> And I really, really thank you. Wonderful. Well, I'm thankful for him as well. Yeah. yeah. And Allow I you am, to come and bring your skills and, to this place. And one more thing, I'm thankful yes. to you, Jessica, taking oh. me an interview of this. <laughs>